Well, hello, all you book lovers out there. This is Jay from Epiloggers hitting you up two years later since our last release. Um, these aren't technically new episodes, so I don't want to go ahead and say that we're back, but I did find these pre-recordings and are finally getting around to editing, producing, and distributing them. So, you know, a lot has changed in our lives since this recording has come out, so it may seem a little weird to be putting this out here, but just know that this was recorded pre-Panny, but we are still the same old, same old, still reading books, still drinking beers, so I don't see any harm in putting this uh, piece of art out into the world. So, uh, grab yourself a beer and listen to our prologue episode of the book Uglies. All right. Well, good evening, Shay, on this Monday evening. Good evening, Shay. Um, we're back at it. We're back. Holy shit. <laughs> you have it's no idea that we took a hiatus, but we did. <laughs> oh, we sure did. <laughs> I mean, I was actually just thinking about what like my like highs and lows this week are and like just what to discuss. And mm-hmm. I realized I only have two weeks of my Invisalign treatment left. So that really goes to show how long it's been because our last <laughs> episode I talked about how irritating the retainers were. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a it's been a minute. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Well, let's get this ball rolling. Uh, Tonight, I am drinking a a collaboration beer. It's from New Trail Brewing and Foreign Objects, and it's part of their Discord collaboration. It's a very pretty can. Ooh, it is very pretty, and it kind of matches your manicure. (gasps) Oh, thank you. Yes, bonus points. is is kind of like on point right now. Um, it's a tart ale. Weird. Really mixing it up again. <laughs> Blued with blackberries tonight. Heliocentric. I'm pretty excited. I've already had it, so I know it's delicious, and that's nice. what I wanted. <laughs> um, I have also had the beer that I'm drinking before mm. on a whim. It is not a stout oh, shit. of any kind. Oh, um, you would love this. I should have got it for you when you came and visited, which also was a missed podcasting opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from Arbor Brewing Company. <laughs> so now everyone knows where I am. <laughs> uh, it is a kettle soured ale with cucumber and lime, and it's just called Cucumber Lime Ghost or Gosa. Oh, it's Gosa. I think that oh. means sour beer, gosa. Is it gosa or gosa? I don't. Uh, I speak what, one language, and it's American. whatever goes. <laughs> um, let me look if there's like a description or anything. There's not. It's good. It tastes very cucumbery and very lime. I I don't know. It's like very mixed drink esque, mm. but still, but still beer. Sea salt as well? Question mark. Um, it doesn't mention sea salt at all. I think it tastes a little bit salty, and if this was drank out of a salted glass, that would just be... Yeah, I would say. Definitely sounds like a pretty good drink to me. Oh, my. What are you, uh... (laughs) What are you drinking for this week? Oh, I don't know. So much and so little. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I just measured out 
my mom's apartment to see what kind of couch would fit in there. But it sounds like mom's just going to give me her couch so that I can have it. Nice. That's a win. That is a super win. Yeah, I'll drink to that. (laughs) Drink it. Oh, man. I go back to work in two weeks. (laughs) Boo. Sigh. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> sigh. <laughs> Les sigh. This weekend, we're going up to Canada uh, for a nice little vacay. You're going to Canada? Yeah. We're just going to go kidding. up to Niagara, um, <gasps> maybe into Ty- Toronto. Are you going to Niagara on the lake? Uh, That's a town. Oh. So in Niagara, Canada side, yeah. is a little town called Niagara on the lake. Okay. It is one of my favorite places on the planet. Oh, all right. Well, I will I, suggest it. We haven't made final plans yet, so you have you have to go to Niagara on the Lake. Also, I can recommend some really good wineries there. Ooh. There's like some really good places to get ice wine. Um, yeah, Niagara on the Lake is adorable. It's like a little cobblestone flowers everywhere. Oh. Horse-drawn carriages. It's very, very cute. It's like a oh wedding town. It's a goodness. wedding town. Goodness. How sweet. Very cute. Yeah. So I'll keep that in mind. What are you uh, drinking to this week? Um. Yeah, I thought about that as I was like rushing to get home because my life has just been a disaster for like two weeks. I have just never stopped and yeah. not caught up with anything. And I was like, um, I spent an entire week fucking up all my experiments and ruining them because I didn't double check my work. Always double check your work. Mm-hmm. It'll save you. It'll save it you saves your ass. Frustration later. <laughs> I fucked up all my experiments. Everything sucks and I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> that pause, though. <laughs> uh, really um, contemplated life. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, since, since the last time that we podcasted, I found a kitten. I'm not sure right now if that is a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's so sweet. He, well, I mean, kind of. He's very sweet. So I found him, like, two or three weeks ago, I guess. And he looked to be about a five-week-old kitten. And when I took him to the vet, they agreed that he's about five and a half, six weeks old at the time. Mm -hmm. He's now closer to eight weeks old and fat and happy and defleed and half-vaccinated. He needs to go back and get the rest of his vaccinations. And he's just very energetic. And I'm tired of him. Jinx is tired of him. (laughs) No. Poor Jinxafine. Poor Jinx. He just doesn't slow down. And for a blind cat with asthma, that's just not really her speed. <laughs> Fair. Uh, her speed stop. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, we're ready to get into this book. Yeah. I'm going to crack open this beer for yeah, yeah, yeah. ASMR effect. Oh. Got a little foam on the... Uh, Ooh, baby. So this week we're starting out ugly from (laughs) Scott Westerfeld. Mm, I actually didn't even know who wrote it. I just now Googled it. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to bring that up because this is basically a female coming of age story. 
Yeah. And it's written by a guy, which I thought was pretty interesting. I don't think I knew that when I read it as a kid because, like, yeah, you don't. Why the hell are you paying yeah. attention to that? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> it looks like it was originally published in 2005. So we were in about eighth grade, maybe ninth grade. Um, Not to show our age or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. 2005, uh, I'd be like, go ahead. 15. Wait, say that again. 2005, a pretzel in my mouth. I would have been like 15. Oh. But I, yeah. I think I read it later than that. Yeah, I'm sure. Books like this usually don't get like ripped off the shelves. You know what's so funny though? It is getting ripped off the shelves right now. That's interesting. I don't know why. So it makes me wonder if like somewhere on the internet there is word that this is going to become a movie or a show because hmm. I could not get a hold of this book at the library. That's why it took me so long to get it because it was out in every branch of the library around here. And then I was talking about science fiction books with my hairdresser, (laughs) (laughs) who apparently is also a science fiction nerd. She was giving me some recommendations. Oh, good. Uh, She just like started talking about, we were talking about space and science and, uh, she brought up this book called Seven Eves, and she was like, if you like science fiction, you should give it a try. And I was like, as a matter of fact, I have a sci-fi podcast. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. <laughs> so we have to check out Seven Eves and see what we think of it. Um, she sent me like a whole list of dystopia science fiction books. So if we're oh, ever Jesus. in a bind, yeah, she right? sent me a bunch. And she, I think, is going to check out Ender's Game and see how she feels about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I warned her that like it's a good story, but just like not written by the best person. Yeah, so she's prepared. I think. Well, I'm curious. So when you go to get your hair done again, hopefully she'll let you know what she thought. Yeah, I might bring Ender's Game with me next time, and like just my in hair case, yeah, grows at the rate of like I don't know. It grows so fucking fast <laughs> that I have to get my head sh- like the parts of my head that are shaved have to be shaved every two weeks or they're grown out Jesus. and then <laughs> i have to get my hair cut like once a month oh no or it's just it's not short anymore <laughs> yeah holy moly that's awful it's terrible i go years before cutting my hair <laughs> well i mean your hair is also long <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh lord so a quick google search reveals that <clears throat> uglies shares some movie adaptation progression there are people working on an uglies movie holy shit but that was published in 2013 (laughs) okay so maybe not so i don't think so i mean it really it's really hit or miss with these sci-fi books you know Mm -hmm. i feel like hunger games really set a high standard and yeah i don't know if bye (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, who's there? That was Carrie. Interruptions. Hi. <laughs> I feel like uh no demon. No. Carrie. <laughs> Call your dog. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god. You're holding your computer screen like he's bouncing around. Yeah. He's he's a lot of energy. Oh man. Get up there. Okay. Um that I don't know if other similar books like this, you know what I mean? I don't know if they've really kind of adapted as well into movies and or TV shows like The Hunger Games did. I mean like Divergent? 
Yeah, like Divergent didn't do super well. I don't mm-hmm. know if Maze Runner's movies did really well. Like, I mean, I think they did okay because they had a yeah. good fan base. You know, mm-hmm. of course, all the people who love the books are going to go watch it. That doesn't mean that they're giving it raving reviews. Right. Um, I think Maze Runner, I think the first Maze Runner had good reviews. That's well, yeah, and I loved the proceed. artistic adaptations that they made, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I don't I, I I know that Hulu and Netflix are starting to pick up some of these things a little bit more, but I know that they can buy the rights to these books like and hold them for 10 to 20 years before they actually make a move on them. Wow. So they like there's sometimes a very long expiration date on after you've bought and bought LOL. Ooh. Purchased the <laughs> <laughs> purchased the rights to the the storyline. Hmm. Um, so I think that's really kind of the background of the book and why, so why do you think that you picked it up as a kid? Um, I don't really know. I didn't pick up books and like flip them over and read the back as a kid. It probably was just available in the library. So just like as a young reader, I absolutely consumed everything that my like school library had available yeah yeah so it was just another one on the shelf yep it was probably just in the section that was like sci-fi and i was like yep sure let's go and then (laughs) i'll give it a shot (laughs) and then i liked it yeah uh so i haven't heard of it until you told me about it um Mm -hmm. i had a couple pre-reading thoughts uh first off i'm 98 percent confident that this is a very very similar spinoff of delirium of delirium the book that we read two books ago oh 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 oh. you mean like so how in in what way uh it's going to be uh a group or um a wall like so we're gonna have like a segregated community Mm -hmm. and where in delirium it was the cured people whereas Mm -hmm. in this book it's going to be the pretty people question Mm -hmm. quote unquote whatever Mm -hmm. and then there's going to be people outside there's going to be the girl or the main character is going to rebel against the cure eventually or the the surgery eventually Mm -hmm. um and that's going to she finds the rebellion there's going to be a rebellion against Mm the surgery or treatment Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. she's probably going to fall in love with the second boy that well i don't know there's gonna be two boys in the storyline and she's probably gonna fall in love with the second one okay um uh, i guess it's really kind of the main similarities i think with delirium right where i mean you know like it's like the same kind of projection on if you can watch it on a graph like it's gonna be like the same kind of storyline just like like minor details projection um without giving too much away i would say Yes, you've definitely picked up on what's going to be some of the main points. I'll say some of it isn't right. Mm-hmm. And at least from what I can remember, I'm going to say Pretty's... Oh, it's ugly. It says when it's uglies and then Pretty's specials does a better job than Delirium. Good. Okay. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, my second thought I have written down is that uh, oh, I think I've said it. She's not going to become pretty or she's going to put off this pretty treatment because mm-hmm. she's going to find and join the rebel union. Okay. okay. Um, and that's going to be like the main our main storyline in 
her trying to figure out whether she believes in this treatment or not. And then mm-hmm. um, I think the book's probably going to end with uh, her getting forced back into the pretty lifestyle and having to leave the rebel union behind. Um, mm. <laughs> everyone. Oh, so everyone's getting like plastic surgery is yeah. like kind of what I'm getting. Yeah. Um, but I, I cannot figure out why. Why is everyone getting this plastic surgery? Like, why does everyone need to be pretty? Mm-hmm. I, I Like in delirium, I understood because love was a disease. Sure. I don't think they've really told me yet in the book about like why being ugly is bad or right. why being pretty is better, I, I think, is what I'm really trying to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's I think like that's a good one question. thing I don't understand. Right. Before I lead you down too many <laughs> insane <laughs> prediction paths. Yeah. My prudent thoughts were that I really liked this series as a teenager and I was excited to read it again. Um, this series, maybe not so much in uglies, but later in pretties and specials, like, got me in the feels. It was, it was like one of these books that for a couple days just absolutely destroyed me. Like, oh. when you read The Hunger Games and Prim dies. Like, yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of feeling where you're just Spoiler like... Spoiler alert. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess we haven't done Hunger Games yet, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. We already Cut read it, out. it. I don't care. Uh, yeah. So I remember that. So then, so I, like, pick up the book and I start reading and here's what I remembered about Uglies. Okay. Nothing. I remember absolutely <laughs> nothing from this book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, I'm kind of surprised how little I remember of the detail plot. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know my memory for stupid little things like this, and I can usually recite lines from a movie I've only seen one time or, like, Mm -hmm. hit (laughs) more than just main plot points. I don't even remember some of the main plot points. Like, they're setting stuff up, and I don't remember where it goes. <laughs> so, oh, shit. I, re- I think I remember the second and third book more than I remember the first one. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be that this one just kind of was uh, the set stepping stone, whereas pretties and specials may have, like, a better plot point and will have better, like, storylines that you remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how far did you read again? <laughs> um... <laughs> Not very far. I'm on page 44. Ooh. I think, oh, meow. Did you hear that to himself? Oh, he hurt himself. He didn't hurt himself. He was just standing there and then he screamed at me and ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, little boy. What's your problem? Um, I've read up until this point, we've learned Tally is our main character. Uh-huh. Um, her best friend Paris has already become pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, on the way back from meeting Paris on a secret mission that she wasn't supposed to be on, um, she meets Shay. And mm-hmm. I've read up until the point that Shay teaches Tally how to hoverboard and they're mm-hmm. kind of going off into the woods. So basically what I've learned is that there is a segregated community mm-hmm. between pretties and uglies. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything in between. Mm-mm. 
Okay. Um, until we maybe learn of specials, but I have no idea what those are yet. I'm not going to learn about those for a while. Um, that and then it's it really does sound like this is a cosmetic surgery and that they basically replace everything on your body. Like when they Pretty were much. playing when they were playing that game about being able to pick like the body that they want mm-hmm. and the features that mm-hmm. was like creepy. It's like Facetune nowadays. <laughs> yeah, they. I specifically remember like a description of someone's surgery where they talk about how they grind your bones down. Yeah, like to if refill you want, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, like this isn't any joke. Mm-mm. It's a really serious surgery. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's pretty fun. But they force everyone through at the age of 16. Yep. And your bones aren't done growing. Uh, Most guys aren't, haven't even barely started growing. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know why 16 is the, is the magic number. Young adult. Young adult. We needed a young adult fiction, so they needed to be 16. (laughs) What I think is interesting about the surgery is, like, some of their parameters of mm-hmm. beauty. So, like, symmetry is an obvious, like, I enjoy that he described it as an evolutionary construct mm-hmm. of beauty because it absolutely is. We like people who have symmetrical faces. But I don't know if you've ever seen someone who has, like, have you ever put a face into one of those apps that will make it symmetrical because it's creepy as hell? Right, yeah. Split your face in two and swap yeah, the yeah. halves. And yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. mirror it. It looks, it looks weird. Yeah. But... No, and I don't feel like that does look good. Like, I'm surprised that symmetry is one of the traits that, that people do like. Right. I mean, we like symmetry to a point. Yeah. Like, Brad Pitt's face, I think, is supposedly very symmetrical. And I can't think of anyone else. Angelina Jolie also has a very symmetrical face, I guess. Like, I remember this in some, like, reading the cover of some People magazine. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> years ago. That's funny. Um. But probably, like, symmetrical to a point. Um, it, a symmetry has to be one of those things that hits Uncanny Valley really quickly. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it's like, prettier, prettier, prettier. Ooh, no, it's creepy Way now. too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way too far. <laughs> and stop. <laughs> um, yeah, and they've really kind of ingrained this symmetrical pretty in everyone's heads enough mm-hmm. so that Tally is, like, super excited to become pretty i don't know if it's just because she wants to join her friend paris Mm -hmm. or if because she really is just excited about being having the surgery and being pretty um i don't think she really knows either well one thing i will point out to you is that have they really said that anyone forces you to do the surgery oh i guess it's not like delirium in that aspect Mm -hmm. where it's not like they they capture you and take you Right. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't really seem that anyone alludes to that or you don't really catch any word of anyone not wanting it yet. Right. Right. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess it's a free surgery to make you attractive. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. To and societal you get to live standards. in pretty town and like, what the hell yeah. is pretty town? What is, like, what is life there? <laughs> it's just a raging party. So does anyone work? Uh, yeah, that was some of my questions <laughs> to get you going is like, why is everyone partying so much? Who is making money and who runs Pretty Town? Yeah. And like, who who does the jobs at Pretty Town? You know, like Pretty Town has to have toilets. It's got to have plumbers and sewers. Mm-hmm. Who's yep. doing that? 
Yeah. I guess the uglies. Those who don't get the surgery. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know who does that stuff. Uh, that was one of my questions. What what's this high like what is the hierarchy? <laughs> we like, don't know yet. Why are her parents who have had the surgery in Ugly Town? I don't think her parents are in Ugly Town. Oh, who's she living with? Other kids. She lives with other kids? They live in like a boarding school. Oh my god, I totally missed that. <laughs> <laughs> okay well that was like one big issue that i had and i couldn't remember um oh, okay okay it's just like what how do her parents get to be pretty but have to live in ugly town because they had an ugly child like i don't understand <laughs> right and, and it's like assumed that all children are born ugly yeah i don't know if we've gotten to the case where someone is just hot naturally and pretty. doesn't need the surgery or if yeah. that even occurs yeah who knows we don't know that yet we don't know yet um what did our, like, Paris's, like, first interaction for me, like, at in Pretty Town mm-hmm. was really odd. Yeah. I he, think it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. He was very, like, nonchalant and mm-hmm. or cold. I don't know if I'd go as far to say cold, but he was definitely very like, calm and just told her to get the fuck out. <laughs> right, right. And, like, this is a person that he spent every day with. They are mm-hmm. best friends. Besties. But I think his attitude towards her is definitely something that you should keep an eye on and think about. Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, the culture that they, like, once they're there, they realize, like, oh, yeah, I mean, it is really important to be pretty, even right. though we still have no idea why it's important. Maybe we'll find right. out. <laughs> right. I mean, for all we know, it could just be such a strong social construct yeah. that it creates its own laws of behavior. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't and, it's, and you just, as soon as you have the surgery, you just completely accept that construct. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of insane to go to sleep one night on a surgery table mm-hmm. and wake up and be like a different person a different person yeah i mean like that program that they were playing around with they could change just about everything on that body Mm -hmm. yeah you can change like the spacing of your eyes and the shape of your nose and how tall you are so then who's actually setting the standards for pretty like oh you know what tally did say that like they'll use some artistic uh choices in addition right. to your suggestion right so you're allowed to go in and be like i this is what i like <laughs> this is what i like and they're gonna make you know i'm sure they like keep your suggestions in mind but they do keep artistic license yeah for sure that's what i and, took from it too like we haven't gotten to it yet but but we will because it's gonna bring up some interesting social constructs about beauty that i think are actually kind of ringing true today well definitely ringing true today but in a different way per se it'll be interesting to see how our perceptions or like what we think are social constructs right now of like perfect people or body image or beauty And then how it's portrayed in the book, because I think it's a little bit different. Interesting. I'm 
thinking of one thing in particular, so I'll mm. definitely remember to bring it up. Okay. Um, that's really all I had for characters. We haven't really met anyone else. Uh, yeah, we haven't. <laughs> Neither of us have read very far. Um, Shay, but I can already sense that Shay is going to be like Hannah from Delirium, where she mm-hmm. kind of has like rebelistic tendencies and she's like questioning society for sure. Right. And because I, I did read a passage where Shay said something a little bit off collar, off color, off the cuff. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> Tally like stopped in her thoughts and was like, mm-hmm. wait, what did she say? And like, yeah. she's like, what did she mean? What? How could you not want to be pretty? Right. So, so yeah. we already kind of get the idea that Shay isn't really like down with changing her appearance. Yeah. You know what? I literally just put two and two together. What? I've stopped reading where Shay is taking Tally in the outskirts of town where the magnetic fields aren't working anymore. Mm-hmm. Shay knows where the Rebel Union is and they're going <gasps> to go to them. Oh, my God. <sighs> big brain. Big brain. Big brain. <laughs> <laughs> that only be like two months behind. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the meme will be gone. <laughs> so dead at this point. <sighs> yeah. Oh, okay. Relevant. I'm, I'm very, very con- confident in my in my theory. Okay. Interesting. Well, one of my questions as I choked on this pretzel mm-hmm. is... Um, why is it always the friend who's rebellious first? I know. Why can't our main Isn't character that have weird? some balls? I know. It it just kind of struck me when I like remembered that there was an extra person that mm-hmm. kind of set Tally on her personal quest. Yeah. And like there's definitely Hannah in Delirium. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't know if Gail would necessarily qualify from kind of Hunger Games though. in the books more so in the movie, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't read Divergent, so you'll have to mm, a little bit, but not really. And it's the main male character that I can't think the name of. Hmm. But I think the biggest thing, or my question is, do you think it would be difficult to write a character that has such? like trailing thoughts like that where they themselves are questioning it but can't justify their actions. So mm-hmm. the author uses a different person to justify the thought process. Right. Because I, I, mean, I mean, that's yeah. that's interesting. I also think it might be difficult to set up enough of the thought process within the confines of the social constructs, you know? So like in order to break down the social construct we need the inner thoughts of someone who believes it is someone who believes it and has at least one like evidence to to suggest otherwise right. you know what i mean like like that's like uh corn um um aliens in cornfields like if there was what? Not if you had never ever seen weird symbols in cornfields, you mm-hmm. would never assume aliens. But so, like, as our main character, we would have to see some disproving fact of the societal standards for her to start questioning mm-hmm. the societal standards. So, either way, we yeah. still need some sort of external, external uh, stimuli. Stimuli. Thank you. Talking about aliens on sci-fi. Talking about aliens. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that is, that's like why I was kind of drawing my uh, correlations between it and delirium. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of young adult novels have this same kind of um, construction. Feel. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A lot of them touch on the same points because they're universally felt by young adults. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? Um, No other questions. I just wanted to talk about the technology and how funny it is that this was written in 2005 and a lot of this is fucking true i know the hoverboards are so funny it's like our the hoverboards, the hoverboards we have now <laughs> um the smart room really got me like yeah that well, is the, alexa the app to pick the picture uh-huh. like the app the game to like sims basically yeah, is what i'm thinking sims of. <laughs> and it's facetune and yeah. it's photoshop <laughs> photoshop it's funny most, but like sure. These things in 2005 were, like, pretty much, I wouldn't say unheard of, but they were definitely out there, you know? Like, yeah. And by out there, I mean, like, removed from our perception. Yeah. You know, if someone was like, oh, you'll have a, like, a smart house, we were like, yeah, everyone's kind of aware that concept is probably going to happen at some point, but we don't have it now. Right. And it seems, like, way too expensive, way too, like unworldly you know like mm-hmm. it's just yeah mm-hmm. i i like, feel that too yeah like technology will never grow that fast <laughs> and then and like i think i got my first phone in like 2007 so it was like two years later i got an i or 2007 um, a flip phone freshman year of high school <gasps> oh i had a phone before that but oh. i think i actually had a flip track phone, phone. a nokia <laughs> well it, it didn't flip Oh, I had oh a yeah, phone no, you're right. Flip. Oh, my God, yeah. it didn't. <laughs> like, flip phones happened in between, like, two sets of block phones. Yeah. So I had, like, a Nokia. <laughs> I remember that it could text, but I could only send, like, I don't know, like, five text messages a yeah. week or something. Like It was something nuts, yeah. Like it was 50 unusable. text messages a day or something. Yeah, like, nobody used it. And no. you had to do number pad. You know, so T9 like, word. T9 <laughs> word. But I got it in like sixth grade because my parents were leaving me at Barnes by myself to ride. And like my parents were terrified that I would fall off of a horse somewhere in a cornfield and have no way of yep. calling them. <laughs> so it did like I never called anyone on it. Because right. no one else that I knew had a phone. Like, it was so dumb. <laughs> oh, it was that's so, so useless. Funny. I used a walkie-talkie that I hid under my pillow more than I used a phone. <laughs> oh, my heart. <laughs> how sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, it is really nuts, like, how unworldly the the technology in the book feels. But, I mean, it's very realistic now. <laughs> right. I mean, even, like, the, the plastic surgery constructs were, like, uh, it's crazy plastic surgery. Yeah, why but, are you like, getting butt implants? <laughs> yeah. Because at this point, I mean, you can't completely rearrange your facial structure, but you can absolutely modify it. Yeah, for sure. Huh. <sighs> I think that's all I had. Yeah, that's all I had. It died off really quick. <laughs> we were just like, technology. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. Um, I'm liking it. It's. 
I'm having a hard time reading lately. I don't know if it's because of summer and I'm going to bed hmm. really late, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm very tired at night, so it's getting yeah. me it's taking me a long time to get through this. And, and I don't yeah, think it's too. the writing style. I really think it's just me being lazy and tired. Yeah, I I enjoy every time I've picked it up, I've really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I cannot stay awake to read it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I'm just like not I'm just like not coming to books at night. We have like slightly had a little resurgence of Minecraft, and I think that is an issue. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mild issue. I think I've played like probably 10 hours in the past two days. So I have not in the past two days, but last week was pretty rough. Yeah, last week I played a lot. Well, and I feel like us kind of losing our schedule and like all of the life Mm -hmm. events that have happened really kind of just threw us through a loop. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm ready to get back to it. Me too. Pa- power out the rest of the book. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna go read some, especially since I just renewed this online at the library. <laughs> so proud <laughs> no of you. Fee. No fees. No five dollar or five cent charge for you. Yay, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but I finished my beer. What'd you think? Oh, I have nowhere near finished my beer. Oh, hopeful. Glug glug. <laughs> glug glub barf barf <laughs> puke puke <laughs> I mean so uh, this one is supposed to be tasting like blackberries and I don't know like, it's very weak blackberry flavor if it is mm-hmm. there this mm-hmm. is definitely not a sour it is very much a fruit beer like there's no sour yeah. like consistency well, it, at all I don't, it wasn't described as a sour was it it had a weird tart ale tart? Yeah. Tart ale? Yeah. No, I yeah. guess it really wasn't supposed to be sour. But, I mean, blackberries are for sure really good in this, though. Like, I would hmm. definitely highly recommend. What if you just, like, muddled some extra blackberries with it? Ooh. And maybe a little mint? Mm. Ooh. Yes. By the way, I just looked at the cat scratch on my leg, thanks to the kitten, and it is bleeding. Up update. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> update. Blood is running down my leg. <laughs> Solid. I love Yay. those. The scratches on my hands are finally healing from him. <laughs> LOL. Yeah, it took a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up a beer that mm-hmm. I think you would like. Ooh. And I think next time, well, I guess this time you already drank a beer that you thought I would like. Yeah, you would love this. Yeah. Well, pick another one next week because I'm excited to drink the one that I have. Hint, hint, it's blood orange. Mm. Oh, you know how I feel about oranges, especially blood oranges. Yes. That blood, baby. Ooh. Yeah. I just had a blood orange beer the other night with some of my fellow grad students and someone was like, it's very pink. (laughs) <laughs> for being an orange flavored beverage and i was like blood oranges are red <laughs> yeah <laughs> the more you know uh, the more you know all right well i can't remember our sign out oh wow um well i kind of remember the sign out but i can't plug Oh, that's right. You're supposed to plug things. Yeah. Good thing I haven't looked at the Instagram in at least three weeks. (laughs) 
Oh, God. We've been really frustrated with Instagram. Instagram uh, has a bullshit algorithm. Yeah, I'm really frustrated with it. Honestly, it's just it's a lot, you know. Um, But anyway, if you want to look at any of our old posts or listen to any of our old uh, any of our old episodes, you can go ahead and follow us. Subscribe. Click that like button. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. At Epiloggers Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, let us know how you're liking the episodes and mm-hmm. give us any more book recommendations or um, your thoughts on the books that we're reading so far. Yeah. And remember, the best way to survive adulthood is, is with a. Uh, oh. oh. Oh, God. Did you hear that? I'm officially from Michigan. Uh oh. No, I didn't. Oop. Oop. OOP is like the most Midwestern thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god. It is officially rubbed off. Oh no. Oh god. I've lost you. This is goodbye. Oh, goodbye, friend. I don't want to be Midwestern. Oh, you're not. That's gross. Thank you. It makes me feel a little better. Well, you'll be a Yinzer for life. Oh, I don't like that either. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the best way to survive adulthood is with a book in one hand and a beer in the other. Very good. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> and good night. I know usually we do something funnier and cuter than that, but I don't think either of us have read. And the best way to survive adulthood is with a hoverboard in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> and a beer in the other? I feel like that's illegal. <laughs> that's a really bad combo. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely illegal. Do you know you can get arrested for riding a bicycle while you're drunk?